time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Chet Waterhouse. Oh, brother. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, Keller comedian and actor. You know him from Rescue Me and Top Gear US, Adam Ferraro. We're going to be talking to Adam in just a second. First, let me thank my new podcast hosts, StarburnsAudio.com. Home to the Sklar Brothers and Joe Coy, Paula Poundstone and Adam Felber, Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. So many other great shows. You got to check them all out. Also, my stat man, Jeff Cesario, has got a new comedy album out. What was I thinking? Streaming now everywhere. Recorded at the legendary Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So uh, go out and get yourself that. We got Advice Corner today, Fiery Four, Pop Quiz. Great show. And as always, before we get to my guest, Adam Ferrara, Time for the Waterhouse Update, brought to you by Hopscotch, the scotch that brings out the kid in you. Baseball, most teams start Friday, or as Kanye West calls it, cry day. Giants manager Gabe Kapler took a knee during the anthem this week. Donald Trump sent unmarked federal troops to haul him off in a minivan. Season slated for 60 games, which honestly sounds perfect. That wrap-up, sponsored by Frenzy, the app that finds you way too many friends. NBA, no positive COVID tests inside the Disney bubble, but 17 players arrested in a desperate attempt to escape by crawling out a sewer pipe and up through a manhole cover in East Orlando. Group was held overnight at the Snow White Detention Center and released. That wrap up sponsored by I'm Not a Fan, the portable fan that's as soft as a judgmental whisper. NFL! Antonio Brown states again that he will retire. He's now only one announcement retirement behind Garth Brooks. Ultimate fighting. Dana White announced UFC 262 will be held at Hogwarts. Golf. This past Sunday, Phil Mickelson tried a 78-yard putt, which ties a record held by Fred Mertz in I Love Lucy. And finally, this week in sports history, the year 1896, the place London, England, defending Wimbledon women's champ Charlotte Cooper beat Alice Simpson when Simpson tripped on the 40-foot train of her evening gown. Tough break. This Waterhouse Update brought to you by Spineapple Juice. Drink away bad posture with Spineapple Juice. Now it's talk time, finally. My guest today, hilarious comedian, fine actor, the envy of New York accents everywhere, Adam Ferrara. Adam, how are you today? I'm good, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for that uh, that, that bottle of hopscotch, the scotch that... Helps me feel like a kid again. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice uh, gift, isn't it? Nice yes, giveaway it for the show. <laughs> you can drink it right through the show. Now, listen to me. You grew up in New York City, so yeah. let's establish this right off the top. Jets, Mets, Giants, Yankees, or some weird cross-hybrid special okay, well, thing? I was born in Queens. I was raised in Long Island. So uh, I was born in Hillcrest Hospital in Jamaica. So uh, I was right by Shea Stadium, which, by the way, is French. <laughs> that's true yeah so <laughs> i uh, never uh, i never warranted it that much class before. yeah yeah yes yeah. well you know you, you go for the dogs you're just like oh this is such such continental so well um, 
I'm a Jets Mets guy, but I'm more of a pro football dude. Like I'll peek in on the Mets. I think the last time I looked in, Ed Cranepool was on first base. So it's been a while. Sure, um, sure why not? But uh, but, but I'm Rusty Stubb. Rusty Stubb. Yeah. yeah. Dave Kingman, the sky. Oh my Jerry, God. Jerry Grody. <laughs> you see, you know Jerry baseball Grody. better than you think. You Tom Seaver, old baseball. Are you kidding? Tom Seaver. Yeah. Who was uh, Bud? Anyway. Uh, Bud, uh, Bud. Bud Harrelson. Bud Harrelson. Bud, there you go. Bud Harrelson. He latches before a game. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I grew up I, I'm more of a, a, a football guy than a baseball guy. Uh, but here's the thing. I'm a Jet report on Joe Namath in the second grade, and he was just cool. Yeah. That uh, I became a Jets fan, which is pretty much an abusive relationship if you're a Jets fan. You know, I'll check. Well, it led you right on a path to uh, comedy. It's dysfunctional from the get-go. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the paradoxical nature of my existence is my father was a Giants fan. So I was like, I did the book report and I had a sense of independence in the second grade. But then my dad was a Giants fan. So I'm like, I, I'll peek in on both. I don't have hatred for one or the other. So that's uh, that's, that's pretty much me. But I'm, I'm more of a Jets fan. Now, did you, and it's not- did you play? Because I always guess what my uh, guests may have done athletically. And you look to me like a, uh, like a guy who had his life was forced to be a baseball catcher. And then you turned out to be yeah, pretty yeah. good. At I was, it. I was, you, you look like the guy cause you got everything but the size you can massage egos. You're good yeah. at that. You got a great, what was yeah, that look? Yeah. You know, that, that yeah. look to the mound, that look, you got a great, yeah, what was that look? And you got a top 10 crouch. A lot of people don't know. <laughs> Of course, you're sitting at a right. mic; they can't see. But I've seen your crouch. Yeah. It Thank is you. great. I'm also, I also have a hidden dragon, so I, I have a top end crouch <laughs> and a hidden dragon. That's right. I'm hiding in that helmet <laughs> behind you. <laughs> yeah, no, I was a catcher in a uh, uh, in a uh, St. Pat's baseball uh, for the church league, and then then I realized I I'm getting run over at the plate. I don't need yeah, this. Yeah, the size you know? catches up with you. Yeah, I, I didn't grow into catchers that I didn't grow into Johnny Bench. I was more like you know. Yeah, yeah. I can't do Where'd you uh, wind up my, playing? Did you play any other like uh, high school sports or anything? Like I that? went out for the high school team. I made it. I made the high school team, but I I had a, I had a job, and I would rather have cash than, than play baseball. So Boy, there's a there's a there's a good young Italian kid. Yeah, I was like, I he's working thirty hours a week already. Yeah, <laughs> and I was a rodeo clown. That ain't easy. No, not not in Queens. I mean, oh. in uh, Long Island, for God's sake, that's yeah. that's not easy. No, so I had that anecdote had sponsored by Sticky Buns, funny jokes, and the Sunday comics. <laughs> Could we please stop now? Uh, yeah, they want out those comic people. Now, uh, listen to me. What's your greatest athletic moment of all time? Doesn't have to be on a playing field. Do you don't have to be on a team? Could have happened yesterday at the store when you were chasing somebody down. What when you think of when you think mm. in your head that you know maybe I could have made it somehow? What's the moment that pops in your head where you excelled athletically at anything? Well, athletic. Do, do you count motorsports? Athletic. Oh, do, yeah, okay. absolutely. Oh, I count motorsports. Hockey, there's a certain amount. See, here's here's the thing. There's there's a certain amount of, of of car control and golf that goes together. You know, you hit one shot in golf, right? You get the ping. You hit the sweet spot on a seven iron. You roll up on. And you feel like, what's so hard about this game? It's the same thing in a car. You hit a turn right, you come in, you hit the apex, you accelerate out, you release the car, and you hit the, the straightaway, and you're on the line. It's just, what's so hard about this? So 
I've done that many times where I car control to get to be killed. Perfect. So, yeah. So I will say one of the moments uh, that I had was um, we did a we did an episode on Top Gear called Cars for Life. Get a car, and I got a '66 uh, Caddy Fleetwood uh, Brome. Because Ooh, they used to call those sleds yeah. in the Midwest. Oh, yeah. Well, the Mercuries were lead sleds. The old Mercs were lead sleds because they did the body, so they were all lead sleds. Um, but wow. yeah, you used to call used to call those old those old uh, those old caddy sleds, huh? Yeah, we just called it Uncle Tony's here. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and Uncle Tony probably uh, also um, knew just enough in a car to get himself killed. Oh uh, yeah. Well, no, he just he just he he did just enough in a car to get himself killed you know he just that's why you don't conduct business in a car uncle tony was he had a he had a, a 72 coupe de ville and he was a little guy no neck right and a cauliflower ear and i remember i remember i looked at his ear once i said uncle tony were you in a fight he's like nah this comes from years of listening to your aunt's bullshit kid so he had a suicide 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 knob on his steering wheel and he had these little arms and every time he drove around and saw someone that owed him money he's like oh there's that son of a bitch now <laughs> and he had to do, he had to know a little bit about the turning radius of the cadillac sled because he had no neck so he couldn't duck <laughs> yeah and the turning radius of that car was yeah, that was an aircraft carrier yeah so the, an answer to your question was uh, the moment I had uh, in, in motorsports was we had to go through this obstacle course and I'm in this big four door Fleetwood Brome, the 66 thing. This thing, this thing is a strip mall, which right. And I had to, one of the things was you had a parallel park. It gave me just enough room. So I, I ran, I'm speeding up. I locked the brakes up. I slid in, I slapped it into reverse. I turned around, put my arm. I didn't even use the mirrors. I turned around and put my arm back and I just, I just darted the thing in in one shot, just kept it in reverse, landed it wheel straight. And I was like, what's so hard about this? And uh, that's perfect. And I remember going, yeah, I was like, okay, one that's take great. Ferrara. And I jumped, that's it, baby. Cruise off to the Slim Jim table. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. That anecdote brought to you by Cantank Rail. Get cranky. Drink Cantanky. It's got bite. And rectories, unhealthily isolating priests for over 18 centuries. Let's talk TV. Dennis Leary and Peter Tolling, you worked with them on Rescue Me. They're saltier than a jogging uh, payday. That's so much. A payday could sweat. They did. Now, but they work so incredibly yeah. well. If you want peace in the Middle East, I'm telling you, send Tolan and Leary. Mm -hmm. These guys work back into that. Did you come up in stand-up? With, no, uh, I with met Dennis. Dennis. Uh, I actually met him at a, a club in New York when he was doing a No Cure for Cancer. I was hosting and I had to go up and ask him his intro. Uh, so he was ahead of me in stand up. So I went up. How do you want to bring me up? He's like, I don't give a shit. OK, so I brought him up and that was the last I saw him. And then <laughs> I went into uh, yeah, I went into uh, an audition for a, a cop show called The Job. And it was one of those those uh, auditions you do on tape. So, you know, you yeah. walk in, you do it, you walk out, you're like, I'm never going to see these people again. Um, and I got a call. Um, you get on a plane tomorrow. You got to fly to New York and you got to read um, with Dennis. Dennis wanted to read with me for this for this part. So I'm down at Chelsea Piers. I walk in and there's a, a camera guy. Um, there's a sound guy and there's Peter Tolan and Dennis Leary. Uh, and that's it. So I didn't know what I didn't know was all the network suits and the uh, the studio suits were all up in a room watching on a closed circuit TV. That's oh, what brother. Dennis does. He doesn't want the actors to be nervous. He doesn't want the suits to interfere. It's the, right. it the easiest audition it was because it was just two guys messing around. 
So that yeah. was great. I had no idea that the camera was there to for, as a closed circuit feed as well as record it. So we went in, we did the first scene, and then um, we, did this, we did it again, and I improv something that made him laugh. So the instincts just took me, and I just kept going. So he yeah. started laughing, and then I made Tolan laugh, and then we did another scene, and we just hung out doing this, uh, these, these three scenes, but then we started improv and laughing. And I walked out, and a couple days later, I got the gig. And it was great, so I'm on the set. This, this was the funniest thing. I'm on the set, I'm in the makeup trailer, and I had done Letterman, the night before uh, doing stand-up. Big so I'm in the makeup. Yeah, oh yeah, it's great. It was like six in the morning and I'm sitting there and Dennis walks in with a cigarette in the trailer. It was a different time. <laughs> so he's smoking a cigarette, kicks my makeup chair. He goes, hey, I didn't know you were a stand-up. I saw you on Letterman last night. You were hysterical. Okay. And, and I was like, which should indicate to you the, the, the status my stand-up career was in at the time. He didn't even know. He just thought I was an actor. So, uh, so yeah, so that was interesting. That's beautiful, man. Uh, incidentally, that anecdote brought to you by Bass Player Hair Salon looks successfully creepy at Bass Player Hair Salon. And gargoyles scarily holding up the corners of buildings for over 500 years. So you launch off of, of, of Rescue Me, which was a great show, mm -hmm. great ensemble show. You just told us how great Tolan and Leary are. You're working with them. And then you keep your acting career going and your hosting career and your stand-up. Yeah. You've done, you've done a, a, a number of things as an actor. Most recently, you, you did a movie called Little Italy. Yeah. Uh, which uh, starred Emma Roberts mm -hmm. and Hayden Christensen. So I'm guessing you're the Italian in Little <laughs> Italy. That's Well, yeah. Also, Alyssa Milano was my wife, so she qualifies. Yeah, uh, that's true. Andrea, Andrea Martin was my mother. Oh, my God. She's hilarious. Oh, she was great. And Danny Aiello was my father-in-law. So there, there was, there was a night. Oh, that's a, that's an all-star lineup there. Yeah. So we uh, we had a great time. We shot it uh, in Canada. Um, and it was basically it was Romeo and Juliet with two warring pizza families. And I was Lord Capulet. So that was. Uh, much yeah, that's sweet. But was I'm going to go back and check out the cliff notes on some of that Shakespeare. And then that'll make <laughs> even more sense to me. <laughs> but, but that's fantastic. So now how do you shift gears from stand up to uh, to acting? Uh, you know, you know, you, they're, they're, they're kind of different muscles from what I hear. Sure. It's and, uh, and 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 you've done both kind of mm -hmm. simultaneously. Do you yeah. ever find yourself going, uh oh, I'm, I'm too stand up right now. I got I got to slide into more of an acting head. Yeah, you get well early on. I did, and actually, Peter Tolan um, gave me great advice because the uh, the job was this cop show we did, and it was my first single camera show. Which means it's not like a sitcom where there's an audience, and it's right. not like stand up where there's an audience. So there's no feedback loop. There's no like you know we can no energy to feed off. Yeah, we, we you know we can lead into a laugh. So in single camera, you have to be. It's more courageous, I think, for a comic to go that way because. Uh, there, there's an anonymity when we're on stage of this is just this wall of energy coming at us. When you're in with another actor, it's really more intimate. And uh, let's face it, a lot of comics have problems. So, yeah. so being that that's true from what I've heard. Mm. Yeah. So being that <laughs> intimate with someone there is, is a little more courageous. So I was kind of too big in my first scene on the job and, and uh, um, Peter Tolan was directing it. Uh, he said, cut, he came over to me, he goes, come out, let's take a walk. So right away, I think I'm getting whacked around the corner because that's what Italians always think. 
<laughs> it's a, every time let's take a walk. It's it's always like the Nero. <laughs> it's not spell. a good thing. The dresses are over there. No, it's over there. Around the corner. Go around the corner. I got to go. <laughs> My mom is watching the kids. Um, So let's take a walk. So we're walking with him. Uh, and he's like, okay, tell me your story. Where'd you come from? I said, I came from stand up. I came from uh, um, what was, what was the last acting gig you had? And I think I was on a sitcom. I think it was like Caroline in the city or King of Queens wasn't out yet. So I was on some three camera thing. So I was used to that energy. Um, he goes, Oh, he goes, Oh, okay. I get it. He goes, you, I saw your tape. You know what you're doing. You just don't know how to do it yet. Just talk to Dennis in this and you'll be fine. So I went over and I did the line. I just talked to Dennis. I looked back after that take and and Tolan just gave me a thumbs up and that was the best wow. advice I ever got because I think on some level he gave me permission to be comfortable he gave me permission just to be rather than to perform if that makes any sense it does plus I think he keyed you into a, a notion that I that I think can trip up stand-ups especially sometimes is you gotta listen and when yeah. you when you when you when, when he when he focused you on Dennis Leary, who's yeah. not difficult to focus on, attractive man even with a cigarette in his mouth, uh, Dennis Leary. I, I swear to you, uh, you know, uh, you can make love to Dennis Leary and still not be considered gay. That's a good-looking man. Uh, so easy to focus. <laughs> Easy to focus on him. Uh, listen, that anecdote brought to you by InstaWeeze. When you need to sound like you've got a chest cold and you need it now, try InstaWeeze. And of course, coins were still perfectly good money, you know. All right, uh, before we launch into some fun stuff here, uh, let's let's not short shrift okay. the stand-up. We talked a little bit about it. We talked a little bit about your acting. Uh, and of course, Top Gear. Uh, but you got an album out, Unconditional. That's yeah. that's doing well. Yeah, it was I'll Intro Banks it. Comedy Album of the Year. I got I got that out, and because of the uh, the great response to that and the uh, the online community that I have, I started a podcast um, after that because you know I'm on the cutting edge. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So the look album, at you. Yeah, Those the, glass frames tell it all. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me look smart, and I can do yeah. this when I get outraged. Why you? Those Look like Tommy John's safety glasses <laughs> after he got hit in the noggin. Shoulders doing fine. <laughs> Name the surgery after me. Hey, who got the disease? Um, Nobody's going to care if it's called Frank Job's surgery. Yeah. They're going to care if it's called Tommy John. Ah, forget it. That's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I started, uh, the stand-up went great, and I, I really enjoyed, um, i tell you, one of the fun, funnest thing I did, Chet, was uh, when we did the Rescue Me comedy tour, we toured, it was me, Dennis Leary, Lenny Clark, um, Kenny Rogerson, and a band. So we, we were together as actors, we were together on the set, we were together as friends, but we'd never been together as comics, and that was really, really a fun experience. We did that for about four years. Um, and then I, I, uh, I dovetailed into, into my podcast, and it's just been so much fun. It's called the Adam for our podcast, 30 minutes. You'll never get back. And I, I had Joe Buck on. He was great. Uh, yeah. I had Tony Joe Buck has stolen many gigs for a while. He hasn't really stolen gigs from me. He's just, <laughs> uh, he's just, he's just better. Well, uh, <laughs> there's that, you know, uh, yeah. Sometimes you gotta admit it. I have strengths. Mm -hmm. uh, they're mostly in the minor sports, like weak handed axe throwing and things like that. Right. And Joe has strengths, which are the major sports. That's all. So the podcast, and then there's a nice hook to this podcast. You got here uh, where you talk to a guest, right? And then you talk about him after yeah. the guest leaves. Yeah. It's basically, this is the vibe I was going for on my podcast. The best night sleeps I ever had was when I was a kid and I was upstairs and I heard my mom and dad and their friends downstairs laughing. 
and they would always laugh and then talk about life and help each other through it. So that was the vibe I was going for. So my podcast starts for about five, 10 minutes talking about a, a topic that connects to the interview. Then it's a one-on-one -on -one interview I do with a celebrity guest. I've had sports guys on, Tony Kornheiser, I mentioned before, Michael Wilbon, um, Nathan Lane, um, uh, who else has been on? Uh, oh, Jay Leno, Edie Falco, Kevin James. So then after the half hour interview, um, like any good group of friends, we talk about them when they leave and whatever affected their life, how it affects our life is uh, how we communicate that last 10 minutes of the show. And it's a lot of fun and I'm having a blast doing it. I like the way you uh, uh, slid Kevin James in there under the yeah. wire. Yeah, I got <laughs> barely him. got him in. Ah, Edie Falco and Jay Leno he, and he uh, coming around the James. Club. anyway. And he <laughs> just, just slid him in. The, that's the hook slide into second base. Okay, listen, I got a bona fide big time comedian and actor with me. Time for advice corner. Actual that, takeaway from the great Adam Ferrara. Yeah. Adam, I'm just going to ask you some questions, and then you you never know that, like you upstairs listening to your parents, there may be kids listening to us, and they're looking for tips on how to get into the biz. So let's see what let's see what we can do. Here's question number one. Yeah, you got a big scene, big actor, mm -hmm. big name actor, maybe early in your career. Quick mm -hmm. tip for grounding yourself. You're in the scene, a lot of excitement before you before you hit the boards is they say, mm -hmm. well, what do you tell yourself? I need a drink. No, get a drink. Okay. Sure. Well, we'll get you some hopscotch. No, 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 not, not that. Uh, uh, feel your feet, ground yourself through your feet, breathe through your feet. Because a lot of times all the, uh, all, all the scary stuff in life, it's all in your head. And you're thinking about stuff that's not really happening. If you can feel your feet and breathe through the bottom of your feet, it pulls your energy down and it makes it, it's a trick to bring you more present. Love it. Question number two, best travel tip. What you just said you did four years. Yeah, yeah. On and off on the road with those with those crazy guys. Well, what's your what's your what's your little tip that you always try to do or that helps you when you travel? Bring an extension cord with you in a hotel room. You're no. Never gonna, you're never gonna have a plug where you need it. That's true. And, uh, you know, strangling people with an extension cord kind of went out about 20, 25 years ago. So they're not looking for that at the airport. No, that's a piano wire. They're going to get you every time. Yeah, but the extension cord, they just think smart traveler. Question number three, go to tactic if you're in a writing slump. What's your go to tactic if you're in a writing slump? stand up or what do you do to kind of clear your head and go all right if you can't write read put stuff into the machine to get stuff out so just read doesn't it can be it could be about anything else that you're it doesn't matter what you're looking at if you can't get it out put it in question number four i'm loving all of this thing you wished you would have done earlier in your what career. xerox <laughs> i love it <laughs> question number five tip for shifting gears, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit about it, but because you host, you've hosted yeah. Top Gear US, you've hosted game shows. Do, do you consciously go, okay, this is right. this kind of gig. I have to adhere to these kinds of rules. Uh, this kind of gig, this kind of rules. Um, oh, know the environment. Know the environment. It's like, I don't know if you read Sun Tzu, The Art of War. First thing you do is know the terrain. This is what this is. Don't bring your preconceived notions to a situation. Keep your mind open and think, look at what it is and then look how to navigate it. Don't say, I know how to do this because I did this. So a lot of those things, it's a trap. If you think you know, you're going to make mistakes. 
Well, perhaps the best advice corner we ever had. That advice corner brought to you by the Thunderburps, the Air Force belching team. Now it's time for the Fiery Four. The Fiery Four. Adam, these are sports takes that are more humid than they are hot. But let's give them a shot anyway. Fire number one. As traditional as baseball is, could this short season be a blessing in disguise? Could it be maybe baseball survives and increases its viewership with a shorter yeah, season? We got we're, the, the, there's nothing else to watch, so you got a captive audience. Um, so yeah, I, I think it, it could be. Yeah, I'm hoping to bag one of those play-by-play gigs just so I can hear my voice echo through an empty stadium (laughs) fire number two (laughs) one thing they should add to auto sports you know this area Mm -hmm. of sports a little better than most of us because you you hosted uh, top gear us for a while what's the one thing that you've thought in your mind over those four years where you go you know what they should add to 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 car racing this would this would be fun oncoming traffic oh i love it how great is that (laughs) you got people racing the other way too (laughs) <laughs> fire number three are the new england patriots through or are they back in the super bowl it seems like it could go either okay, here's way here's the way my luck is running as a jets fan all right they but it's tom brady you remember when he hurt his finger oh he hurt his finger in the playoffs nap nap mate he's gonna come back just to piss me off. when he dies we're gonna have to drive a wooden stake through his heart just to make sure so it's it just luck is running i doubt it and Belichick, as much as yeah. he's, an evil, he's just an evil, mumbling genius in a flash dance sweatshirt. So I don't take anything for granted with him. Yeah, uh, w- well summarized. And I would just like to add Tom Brady uh, is some sort of transformer type mm-hmm. robot and has his own pit crew. And finally, fire number four. You're right. building your NFL team. Who's your Q- QB? Patrick Mahomes Patrick. or Lamar Jackson? Or a right take Mahomes. Mahomes. Mahomes, yeah. I'll take that fiery four brought to you by needle and thread the Amish bedazzler. <laughs> now I understand. <laughs> I understand you may have a pop quiz for me. Uh, my fans know yes. what this is. This is where my guests ask me three questions, literally okay. about anything. Could be about it. Could be about food, geography, doesn't matter. And I try to, I try okay. to get the right answer. And uh, we got a theme song for this one. Uh, Adam, okay. yeah, listen to this one. Pop, pop, quiz. Wow, the budget on this show. Okay. I'm telling you, I, you're not going to get Dennis Leary's band to play that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what year, Chet, what year was the uh, Ford Mustang introduced? 65. So close, 64. The Damn 65 it. Mustang was the first production year. It was introduced at 1964 at the World's Fair in Queens, no less. Wow, oh, that's right. That's yeah. where they uh, built the giant mm-hmm. globey looking thing that everybody thought should spin right. and it didn't. Uh, <laughs> it, nah. All right, I'm 0 for 1. Let's see if I can even it up. Okay, who was the drummer in Cream? The drummer in Cream was Ginger Baker. There it is. There it is right there. The dangerous Mr. Baker. Well done, my friend. All right, that's, uh, that's one and one. one. Now the rubber question from Adam Ferrara. All right. Let's see if Chet Waterhouse can handle it and win this. I'm going to give you a sports question, my friend, because I like it. That's what round was Tom Brady drafted in? Eighth. I think it was fifth. Fifth. I think it was. You fifth. think? I, I think it was. <laughs> I, I really don't know the answer. 
handsome, but I think he was a fit. Well, there's a, there's a classic example of two old Italian yeah. guys. We, 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 <laughs> all the technology at our disposal. I think it was. I think it was a fit, right? Yeah, at the time, we need plausible deniability. I don't want to testify to anything definitively. Hey, you know what? Could have been. I don't know. Gary, even when we're not talking, we're talking with our hands. Because you cover that microphone nice with that left hand and lean over to your lawyer. Thank you. That pop quiz brought to you by River Glance, the Irish dance sensation where only their eyes move. <laughs> My gay, the hilarious Adam Ferrara. Follow Adam on Twitter at Adam Ferrara. Mm -hmm. Go to adamferrara.coming dates and all kinds of projects and listen to the hilarious Adam Ferrara podcast wherever podcasts are streaming. Adam, Good to see you, you so my friend. Be well. Up. Best to you and the family. You got it. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse. Follow my comedian buddy at Real Jeff Cesario. His album, What Was I Thinking, is streaming now everywhere. If you want more of me this weekend, Adam and everybody, I'll be in Portland, Oregon, hosting the new TNT game show, What Police Force Are You With? This is Chet Waterhouse. Reminding you to play with pain.